ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again, it's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhunt, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 my purpose girl. Woo! That might be one of the last times I ever say that. Because big change is coming, sister. Not to worry, the podcast is not going away. If you're one of the thousands of people that listens every week, thank you, thank you. And it doesn't fit anymore. I've been going through a massive change personally over the last year, really the past several years as I went through my fertility journey. I became a mom. A few days ago, I turned 48 years old. And the fact is, sister, that we're not girls anymore. And so I'm going to announce to you the biggest change to happen for me in my career, in the 12 years that I've been Purpose Girl. And what I hope that you hear is that this isn't a change for me, but a change for us. I'm going to introduce you to a new opportunity for every woman alive to become the woman that she, that you, that I were born to be. And it's exciting. I'm scared. It's scary as fuck to change your identity or to let something go. But I want to take you right with me because I want you to know that you can have this kind of rebirth too. And so buckle up, grab your latte, grab your wine, grab your best friend. And let's talk about evolving into the biggest, boldest version of yourself. Let's talk about becoming the true you. Let's talk about setting yourself free. So first, the announcement. After 12 years as Purpose Girl, I am excited. I am scared to share with you that Purpose Girl is dissolving and introduce to you the Institute of Woman. And let's talk about why. So over the last year, I have heard myself call you Purpose Girls, heard myself call myself Purpose Girl every single week on this microphone. And in the last year, it's just been feeling off, icky even. And then I had this experience in January where we took Shay to a school for about a week. It was a terrible experience. So we pulled him out, but we went to meet with the administrator who was like a man in his maybe 60s, maybe early 70s. And as he was talking at us, and it was an at us kind of situation, he kept referring to Shay's teachers as the girls. You know, my girls will take good care of him. And the girls, they're all moms. And the girls, like the teachers, these are grown women in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. And he's calling them the girls. And my stomach was ill. And I'm like, I can't send my son here. These are not girls. These are professional women. And I know some of you might roll your eyes or think, what's the big deal? 
because they're professional women. And here he is calling them his girls. That's demeaning. It immediately sets up this hierarchy that demeans them into being less than who they are, into being smaller. And then I came home from that meeting with him and I taped a podcast episode where I said, hello, 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 purpose girls. And I felt sick. And I had to go look in the mirror and realize that I am perpetuating the same thing that I was not loving in his school. And the truth is that over the last couple of years, I've been going through, it's not an identity crisis. I would say it's an identity evolution. And this happens with all of us because the fact is that we are born into an identity. You're born into a family that your human self didn't choose. I firmly believe that our souls choose the families that they need in order to grow the way that they need to grow. And for some souls, that means choosing a family that just like beautifully pampers and supports and elevates all of their gifts and talents. And it might not just be family, it might be religion, it might be culture, it might be situation, it might be color of skin, gender, et cetera, et cetera. And for some of us, our souls chose families that were actually going to challenge us. And it was in the challenging and in the lessons, right? Whether that was through neglect, that was through abuse, that was through just maybe not getting us. Now, I will tell you, I grew up in a wonderful family. I am so blessed with my family. And as the youngest of three, I've shared my stories before. I grew up in a pretty loud, dominating family, and I became very small and very quiet where everybody always was telling me what to do. And I very quickly figured out that my role was to be the happy one, was to be the perfect one, be the pretty one, be the cute one, be the one who had so many friends and was popular. And like, I love all of that. I am a naturally happy person. And there were parts of me I didn't feel like were okay. I've shared before, I think episode five or six, that I started masturbating when I was five years old. I didn't know that's what it was called. I would just touch myself and it felt good. I started having sensual sexual fantasies, even of being a dominatrix when I was eight, nine, 10 years old. I would read my sisters and brothers. I would find like their books, their quote unquote, like dirty novels, right? About like coming of age. And I would read the sex scenes when I was like 10. And then I would go and self-pleasure in my bed. I would rub against my blankie. I also had like fantasies about a career. I had a fantasy that I had a blunt black haircut and one of those long cigarettes that was like off of a plastic thing. And I was a CEO in a corner office. Now I grew up in the suburbs. I don't even know how I knew what a corner office was, maybe television. But inside of me, I had more of this like edgy self, this more wild self. But I was terrified to bring her out. Because she didn't seem like she was acceptable, lovable, right? She likes sex. She wants to smoke. She wants. And I didn't even smoke a cigarette, sisters, until I was 26 years old. I was such a good girl. I didn't drink until I got to college. Like, I really, really was the good girl. I just wanted that picture of what Sweet Valley High girls did in those books or Cosmopolitan Magazine said to be. 
And it's why I went on and I got married when I was 22 to tall, dark, handsome lawyer. We lived in that big house with the golden retriever until I was 26. Like, if you've listened at all, you know the story. I won't go through it again. Otherwise, go listen to episodes one and two. But in all of that, there was this other part of me. There were other parts of me. The witchy side of me that was magical and intuitive and could see things that others couldn't see and believed in spirit guides and angels and the moon and stars and was like super into all of that. But I didn't tell anyone. Inside of me was a wild woman who was like roaring like a lion wanting powerful, fierce sex fucking even. Like, I wanted that. Inside of me was a hippie child that wanted to just be free and smoke pot and like, you know, let myself go and experience, maybe even do some psychedelics, but like experience life inside of me were all these different sides of me. And I never felt like any of them were acceptable. And I would say the great journey of my life has been this unraveling of the layers of who I I thought I should be as perfect little good girl, Karen, to reveal the truth of who I am. And the more I have done that, and now I'm 48, the more I have done that and have been owning and claiming who I am as woman, purpose girl is no longer fitting. And so I have had all these experiences over the last year where it just wasn't feeling right and wasn't feeling right. And I wasn't even getting excited as much about purpose anymore because I would say about half, 60, 70% of the women who come to me for purpose, like they get super clear on their purpose. But every woman who works with me becomes the woman she was born to be. Every woman who's in my presence, in my programs, owns her full power. Every woman who works with me becomes free. Every woman who works with me becomes vibrant. And it's like that, yes, I love purpose, but there are these other pieces and these other pieces are our power. Our power, we leak our power all the time. When you look in the mirror and you just focus on your wrinkles or your gray hair or a new pimple, you're leaking your power away to a beauty industry that told you that being human and being your age is wrong. I want to take that power back and I want you to stand in your age as like, oh, just like wine. My age gives me wisdom and gives me boldness and gives me fullness. It makes me uh, more amazing. We leak our power at work thinking, well, maybe I shouldn't say that or maybe I said the wrong thing or they won't like it if I, right? I spoke to a woman on the phone a couple of days ago and she said, well, I have to show up this way at work and this way at home. And it's like, no, 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 sister. Like, I get it. You're not going to walk into the office in like your leather bralette, you know, saying, fuck this. I get it. And we show up in our fullness, our wholeness, in your power that isn't screaming at, right? And so what's been coming to me is that Purpose Girl didn't fit. And then I shared on the podcast and have shared that I went through an experience with some family members in February where out of nowhere, what felt out of nowhere for me, and maybe for them had been building up, they started ripping me apart, calling me names, saying terrible things to me about me. Some of it even felt threatening to my life. 
And at that time, I fell to my knees and I just wanted to give up. I wanted to go into a corner. Maybe my biggest self, maybe my most powerful self isn't wanted, isn't welcome. Because I was coming off of last year, 2021, which was actually my biggest year as Purpose Girl in the business. It was my boldest year. And I thought that this year I would just be like building it even bigger. And then a month in, in February, felt like my knees were cut off. And I was being told that I was gross, disgusting, arrogant, narcissistic, all these things. And that sister was my biggest fear. My biggest fear was that if I showed up in my boldness, in my fullness, in my aliveness, if I let my wise, wild, powerful woman out, people wouldn't love me anymore. And that's exactly what happened in February, or so it felt to me, that I was my biggest self and then I was cut off at the knees for it. That led me into such a spiral over several months that I thought about giving up altogether. Like maybe I just should give up as Purpose Girl. Maybe I should just give up the business. Maybe I should give up the podcast. Maybe I should give everything up because nothing is worth this feeling of being so unloved. I felt ostracized. I felt abandoned. I felt hated. It was my biggest core fear. And I think it picked it like lifetimes old feeling of being burnt at the stake. Like I've had past life regressions. So I know that I've had that experience of being stoned to death for being a medicine woman called a witch. My nervous system was kaput and I cried and I fell to my knees. And throughout several months of breaking down, I said, okay, goddess, what do you want from me? What is for me? And during that time, as I was working with my coach and leaning into some of my sisterhoods and a mastermind program that I was in with other women coaches and sharing what I was going through, I also started to do some reading. I read a book called The Woman They Could Not Silence by Kate Moore, and I recently interviewed her, so that interview will be coming out. But it was about a woman whose husband institutionalized her, put her into a mental hospital in the 1800s for no other reason than the fact that she had opinions. He wanted her to be a quiet, dutiful wife who had no opinions about anything. And she was a brilliant woman, brilliant woman. And that opened my eyes that it was just the 1800s the time of our great grandmothers or great great grandmothers, it's not that far removed when women could be institutionalized, it put into a mental hospital simply because their husband said so. Similarly, women were diagnosed as having hysteria because we had emotions. We've been told that being emotional is wrong and bad and we had hysteria. It was like, no, we have beautiful, bold, full range of emotion Because that's what allows us to be emotionally attuned as a mother, as a sister, as a friend, as a healer, as a therapist, as a coach, as a manager, as a person who can feel the world and is here to make change in the world and here to mother and heal the world. I then started reading a book called When God Was a Woman, where the author so beautifully outlines all of the history that came before Judeo-Christian religions. And listen, this is not anti-Christian. This is not anti-Jewish. I'm Jewish. I love being Jewish. I love my faith. But 10, 20, 30,000 years ago, many, many years ago, societies were matriarchal, not 
patriarchal. And that was because people didn't know that a man or sperm had anything to do with childbirth. And so societies thought, people thought women were magic that they could suddenly give birth. Whoa, how did she do that? And so the woman was honored, was worshipped, turned into the deities. The woman was honored and worshipped because she could give birth. And what do we do now for women and giving birth? We start to tell a nine-year-old girl, a 10-year-old, a 12-year-old girl that her period, her menstruation is gross. It's not gross. It's life-giving. So what has happened is the degradation of woman. And then when I started to hear that the Supreme Court was going to dismantle Roe v. Wade, I knew I had to do something. And here I was going through this personal shift of really peeling back the worst thing that could happen to me. People saying I was not lovable as my biggest, boldest self, screaming at me that I was ruining other people's lives by living my best life, calling me gross, disgusting. At the same time that Roe v. Wade, they're talking about taking away more of women's rights. And I'm reading all of this about our history, that as women, our power has been stripped away. And then I was listening to a class with one of my mentors, Melanie Ann Lair, and running with Shay. I'm pushing him in the stroll and I'm saying, goddess, what do you want from me? Okay, God, goddess, what do you want from me? And she showed me a red W. And I stopped. I had chills throughout my whole body. I saw a big, bold red W. I said, what is that? (laughs) And she said, woman, in all caps. You can imagine in my like little perfect suburb outside of Philadelphia, pushing my baby in his stroller, talking to the sky, saying, woman, what is that? And she said, woman school. And I said, woman school? You want me to teach woman school? Like literally I'm stopped on the street having this conversation with the goddess above. You want me to teach woman school? And this part will probably make me cry. She said to me, you already are. And I came home and since I've had the biggest downloads and the biggest expansion in at least 12 years in my entire career of women's empowerment and self-development as a coach, as a podcaster, as a speaker, as a mentor, as a teacher. Now the word womanschool.com that's already taken and it didn't quite fit because the more I kept feeling into it, here's what I kept feeling. We are at a moment, sisters, when all of the institutions have let us down. Most recently, the United States government let us down reversing Roe v. Wade, taking away the power of choice from a 12-year-old who is raped, taking away the power of a 40-year-old woman who's told by her doctor that either she can live or the baby inside of her can live. She no longer can make that choice in certain states in the United States. The Institute of Religion has hurt so many women I love who grew up learning that self-pleasure, masturbation was wrong, grew up learning that there's something wrong with them if they like sex, grew up being molested or abused and feeling like they can't tell anybody. 
the institution of marriage, do you know that a major reason why women doubt themselves is that if we go back to why marriage was created, and again, I'm a happily married woman. This is not anti-marriage. I just want to explain to you how the institutions have been set up to take women down, to degrade us, to make us feel smaller. One of the reasons why women are quiet and don't share their opinions. I mean, I just shared with you that it was just the 1800s when a woman in the United States of America could be put into a mental institution for having opinions, different than her husband for saying things, for having opinions. The Institute of Marriage was actually created as a contract between two families, right? A woman had a dowry on her head. So a family received income for marrying off their daughter. Well, who was marryable? The girl who was meek, who was obedient. The girl who had a body that was pleasing to her husband. Right? Think about that. Think about how much we hate our bodies. A Glamour magazine, I know it's Glamour magazine, but still, a research study that they did showed that more than 90% of women dislike some aspect of our bodies. Can you imagine how much energy that is taking from your mind that could be put into creating something brilliant in the world, a book, a new project, a piece of artwork, a thought that will advance the world? Can you imagine how much power we're leaking, how much love we're leaking? Because generation after generation after generation, we're told that our bodies are to please a man, to please others. This summer, we were at a beach for a week and we took Shay, it was raining one day, we took Shay to an aviation museum. And one of the displays in the aviation museum were the signs that showed off girls in like in short shorts and in bustiers. And listen, I love wearing a bustier. I love wearing short shorts. But the messages, these were all from the 1950s, these billboards and these signs. It was like sexualizing a woman's body for a man's pleasure. Right. But then she's supposed to be a virgin to marry her. Like the messages have been so messed up. So after every institution has let us down, has neglected us, has betrayed us, our products cost more. It's called the pink tax. Women are paid less. According to the UN, the United Nations, it will take 260 years to bridge the pay gap. After all of the institutions have let us down, we need an institute of and for us. And so as I invite you into the Institute of Woman, and that won't be the exact name of the podcast. I will be announcing that soon. We're working on the logo. We're working on the website. I thought all of this would be done by the announcement, which was my birthday, September 8th. That's why I had a re-birthday party and like 250 of you signed up and 50 of you were live with me and I've gotten so many messages and I'm so grateful. But it was a re-birthday party because we are born into the family we're born into and a lot is put on us about who we're supposed to be and how we're supposed to be. And then a lot of shit happens. But there comes a moment in every single one of our lives where we must choose rebirth, where we know that there are parts of us that need to die off in order to expand. And the truth is that we don't just have one life cycle in life where it's we're born, we live, we die. And then, you know, I'm, I'm Jewish, but as I understand it, Jesus, he rose three days later, right? That was rebirth, or you might believe in reincarnation, and even if you don't. We go through rebirth constantly on a spiral in our lives. You shifted from elementary school into middle school or from high school into a job or into college or into travel, and you had to let the previous part die off. If you've partnered 
ever in your life. You went from being a single person that has a lot of beauty and benefits and fun to it that we needed to let die off, even some hardships we had to let die off in order to step into partnership, right? Or if you've become a mother. So we're constantly going through this life cycle of birth, life, death, rebirth. And many of those cycles happen to us. But what I've just been going through over the last year, and I've been through many times in my life, and I know you have as well, is a conscious rebirth, a decision to rebirth, a decision that you come to a point where you know that parts of you must die off. And for me, what happened in this transition over the last few months was realizing that the girl had to die off. And so I actually held a funeral for her in a beautiful way. I wrote her a letter. I thanked her for all the ways that she has helped me. She has protected me. All the ways that her people-pleasing tendencies have actually kept me safe in various relationships. All the ways of her chameleon abilities. I have this incredible ability to kind of be a chameleon around whoever I am. She kept me safe as I went through school and high school and meeting different friends and having different jobs, thanking her. The perfectionist side of me. She kept me safe, getting good grades, making sure that I was on the up and up so that I could be loved in my family. Of course, now I know my mom would have loved me even if I wasn't perfect, but I thought I had to be perfect to be loved. So all of these different aspects of that girl inside, she's wonderful. And I had to lovingly release her, let her die off to make space and make room and open to my wholeness. A woman called me for coaching a couple of days ago and she said, when I look at the pictures of the women who go on retreat with you, they have something. I can't, it's, it's not just happiness. It's like beyond. And I said, freedom. And she started crying. The women who work with me have freedom because We embrace our wholeness. We allow our wholeness. We let the things that need to die off, die off. And we rebirth as our whole self. And so as I'm going through this whole process and all of this is happening internally, internally, I was with my coach and several other coaches who were in a group, a mastermind with us in California in June. And I knew we were going to have a self-marriage ceremony. Now, I already had a self-marriage ceremony which maybe I'll do a whole episode on that because I love self-marriage. I already had a self-marriage ceremony before I married Josh where I wrote my own vows because I didn't want to go into a second marriage without committing to myself that I would honor and love and cherish my dreams no matter what, right? I gave up a lot of that when I got married the first time. So I had a self-marriage ceremony and married myself in the very spot that Josh and I were going to be married weeks later. And so when I knew my coach was going to take us through a self-marriage ceremony. I thought, okay, that's nice. I've already had one, but whatever. But I brought my white dress because that's what you do, quote unquote, right? And I walked out of my hotel room in my white dress and I looked at my friend Kelly and I said, this isn't right. And I went back into the room and I put on black leather pants and a black leather top that comes all the way down and shows the best cleavage you've ever seen and is hot and smoky and beautiful and wild. And I said to her, I'm going to marry my darkness today. I still have chills as I think about it. And so in June, that's what I did. And I called up the wise, wild woman within me, the dominatrix part, the sexy as fuck part, 
the sassy part, the bold part, the arrogant part, the part that thinks I'm pretty damn cool, and the part that has shame, the part that has fear, the part that has guilt. I called up all of these parts of me, the rebel, the whore who likes to be fucked. Yeah, I love making love, but I also love to be fucked. I called up all these parts of me. And I said, you get to be here now. You get a seat at the table. And as I went through my vows at my self-marriage ceremony, I said, and I now pronounce myself Karina. You get to lead now. And so on my birthday, September 8th, at my rebirthday party, I shared this massive rebirth with Purpose Girl dissolving, stepping into the Institute of Woman, and going by Karina. Now, there are probably people in my life who think I've lost my mind. (laughs) That's okay. I'm sure that people who knew Lady Gaga, Stephanie, thought she had lost her mind, too. And just yesterday, my mom said, is it okay if I still call you Karen? And I said, of course. You know, one of my mentors is Mama Gina, and her friends still call her Regina. But sometimes we wear a mask to cover up, right? Like you put on the perfect suburban mom mask and pretend that your house is totally clean and that everything is all together and buttoned and neatened up. And that's like a protective mechanism that we need to let die off. But sometimes we put on one of those hot masks that you get in Venice, Italy, with the feathers and the glitter and the gold and the red, and it allows you to step into your most powerful self. And for several years, I've been Karina in my priestess circles, in circles with other women healers in the world. The name came to me as, oh, that's really, yes, that is my essence. That is who I am. And then over the last year, I've been introducing myself that in various goddess circles and with clients. And it's scary and it's okay because this is the boldest version of me. And this kind of rebirth is so powerful. I have been getting so many messages from people that they can feel my energy. I don't have a website yet. I don't have a logo yet because we've been working on it for about two months and we haven't hit it yet. And so I'm like, nope. And I thought for a second about delaying my announcement. And then I thought, why? We don't need to have it perfect. My purpose has an energy behind it. My truth has an energy behind it. It doesn't have to be perfect. I want this kind of rebirth for every woman. The Institute of Women will have programs. Eventually, I see an institute that has a research arm and an advocacy arm for women rights and and will have multiple offerings for multiple teachers because I want to give the opportunity a woman who's looking for a coach. Have you ever done this? You're like, I don't know where to go. I want self-love, but I also want sexuality, but I want and you don't want know where to go. So I want to have like one kind of university that's like everything woman and that will be coming. And in the meantime, each one of us needs to step into that rebirth process, needs to step into becoming the woman we were here to be. And those will be the signature courses that I now teach. And so coming in January will be the signature program W. And yes, the logo we're working on is a big red W. And I will take you through the process of becoming her. And from now until then, there will be a couple of offerings for you to have your rebirth. In fact, that is the first offering at the Institute from September 20th until September 22nd. 
I am taking women through a three-day experience of rebirth where we will set you free. You will set yourself free because you will identify the parts of you that are ripe and ready and need to die off. You will see the bigger you that you're stepping into and what freedom looks like and you will name and you will claim her, capital H, capital E, capital R, her, the biggest, boldest version of you. And I was going to make it free to the first 50 people. And then those spots went so quickly that I've now opened it up to be free to every woman alive. And already we have, I don't know, 130 or 140 women in it in just a few days. So go to karenrockheim.com forward slash rebirth. Join us, sister. It's free. It's my rebirthday gift to you because I want you to have the rebirth too. The fact is, is that I want every woman to go from PG to rated W. W, you are whole, you are wise, you are wild, you are witchy, you are whimsical, you are a way shower, you are sexy, you are sensual, you are grounded, you are full-bodied, you are beautiful, you are true. It's an evolution and I've been evolving and you've been evolving with me. And I want you to come on this ride with me through the podcast, which don't worry, we will give you lots of time to know what the name change is and to make sure that you bookmark it and you download it and you subscribe. In fact, that's the best thing you can do to make sure that you don't miss that is subscribe right now. But I want you to create this with me. The Institute of Woman is not for me, Karen Rockhind or Karina. It is for us. It is for us because there will be opportunities for every woman to share her wisdom, to teach, to collaborate, to create, to celebrate together. I'm not going anywhere. This is only the beginning. I am amping up and more changes are coming. There will be more programs that are more accessible, more range for every woman, more opportunities to become that woman. And it's going to be about diving into all aspects of you, the whimsical, joyful one, the sexy, sensual one, the witchy, magical, womanifesting one, the high priestess who is intuitive, the warrior and your wholeness, because that's where freedom lies. There is a home for you here in the Institute of Woman. We're just expanding to our fullness, to our bigness. We're going from PG to rated W. In fact, I see a whole campaign. I'd love to see these pictures on Instagram as we evolve of like PG you. Oh, isn't she cute? Woman you. And I want to be clear. It's an institute of woman, not women. Because I love women coming together. But that's the institute part. The institute part will be where there are multiple courses and message boards and different ways to communicate and interact in a community. That's the cheerleading, the teaching, the co-leading, the collaborating, the supportive, the institute part. But woman has been degraded, right? Telling little girls and little boys that menstruation is gross degrades a woman's magical power in giving birth to every human and every being alive. Telling woman you're too sensitive degrades our beautiful emotional sensitivity, which now corporations call being emotionally intelligent, right? It's like, no, 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 no. You can't degrade us for being sensitive and then say it's great in your corporation in this other name. Our emotional ability makes us the healers, the mothers, the friends, the sisters. Woman has been degraded. And so it's Institute of Woman because we are reclaiming woman. We're reclaiming the word as the most powerful word. We're reclaiming the truth as 
our power. Now, I'm not saying that we're better than men. I'm simply reclaiming the truth of our power, reclaiming woman. So you're going to see me hashtag a lot, reclaiming woman. I want you to start hashtagging it too. And it's been interesting even to see in my own mind what it looks like as I reclaim woman and I go from PG to rated W. I noticed I was acting like a little girl with my birth sister and with my mom the other day, falling back into little girl tendencies of ways that I used to behave or things I used to do or things I went wanting to tell my mom this or that, you know, and it was like, no, 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 no. I already could see, oh, that was little PG behavior. What does a woman do? Woman grounds into herself. Woman knows who she is. And woman doesn't need mom's approval. <laughs> Right? So it was like this beautiful shift. And that's the shift I'm seeing for all of us. So I want you to join me in rebirth. And I want to share more about what W is. This is the exact download I got the day of pushing Shay in that stroller. W, W, W. Who do you want to be? Who were you born to be? What are you here for? What is your purpose? What is your divine assignment? Which sacred path is calling you? Which voice will you listen to? When all else seems broken and lost and like you can go no further, W. When it seems like you are broken, I will remind you that you are whole. When you feel lost, I will show you the way. When you are hungry for deep soul nourishment and sacred sisterhood, we will hold you. You are witch. You are warrior. You are wise woman. You are wild woman. You are wealthy woman. You are weaver. You are worthy queen. You are sexy. You are sensual. You are grounded. You are powerful. You are embodied. You are the great mother W turned upside down. You are all of her and none of her at once because you are you. And this path, the path of becoming her, of becoming you is not for the faint of heart. It is not for the little girl. It is for woman. She who you were always meant to be. She who you were born to be. All of you, all the pieces, all the parts, all the emotions, all the rage, the sacred and righteous rage, all the grief, the good and worthy grief, all the joy, the blessed joy. That is our path to aliveness, to radiance, to being whole. W, becoming the woman you were born to be. So what is the Institute of Woman? After all of the institutions have let us down, we need an institute of and for us. The Institute of Woman will equip women with everything we need to become the leaders we were born to be, bold, fierce, powerful, Our radiance will take down the patriarchy, our joy, our aliveness. It's about our freedom to become the woman we were meant to be. Every woman is wise, wild, witchy, warrior, sexy, sensual, whimsical, whole. Welcome to the Institute, sister. So as we make this transition from Purpose Girl, from PG to the Institute of Woman to W, so much is coming, sister. We will be changing the podcast name. You'll still be able to access it and it will be weeks, maybe a couple months. I'm not exactly sure in the process, but it will be coming and I will be mentioning it every week so that you download all the episodes that you want so that you subscribe because I think in subscribing, you'll keep getting it even after we make the name change. So I don't know, my team is looking at that and we'll figure that all out. 
but I want to make sure that you are able to still get it every week. We'll be expanding. What do we talk about here? We'll be expanding. Who are the guests here? I mean, the, the guests have really been about so much more than purpose. It's been about being the woman that we were born to be. The community, we're expanding the community. So right now, the Facebook group that I run is called Purpose Girls, the Women's Happiness Network. We have 5,000 women strong. We will be changing the name of that and bringing you so much more. I've been doing a Facebook Live there, a live teaching, where I also like take your questions and answer and it's like engaging and teaching. You get that live absolutely for free if you're part of the Facebook group. So go ahead and join that now while it's called Purpose Girls. We'll be changing the name and then I'll be bringing you so much more content. I'll probably be doing more than one live a week. I'll also be adding in daily different messages and prompts that we have them there, but they're going to be even juicier, even more alive, a way for you to really build community, a way for you to connect, a way for you to really share your own thoughts and fears and you know all of it. And by the way, when I talk about being powerful, I'm not talking about being perfect. I'm talking about being real and being raw. So with W and with the Institute of Woman, we're going to be talking about the mess Because just because we have like the massive mess that is my upstairs right now doesn't mean that I'm not still powerful, right? That's an old story that our house has to look a certain way in order for us to still be powerful. So it's like bring on the real, the raw, the stinky, the stenchy, the like all of it. All of your emotions are welcome here. All of you is welcome here. And the podcast is just going to be getting more expansive. I want to hear what guests do you want to hear? What women really inspire you? We're going to be getting more into even advocacy and like, what are the rights that we are standing up for and we are taking a stand in? And what are the aspects of woman that we are reclaiming, right? We're reclaiming our emotional intelligence. We're reclaiming our right to feel. We're reclaiming our right to feel that our bodies are beautiful in every size and shape and color. We're reclaiming sisterhood. We're reclaiming all aspects and it's beautiful and it's going to be exciting. And so my invitation to you, sister, is to be part of it with us. This is not just me creating a program. This is so much more than a program. In fact, rebirth the three-day free program that I'm offering is not a program. It's a promise. It's a promise to yourself. No more hiding, no more staying small, no more. It's a promise. And my promise is to get this message out even more broadly because I firmly believe that when a woman is free, the world is free. When woman is free to be her powerful self, we free the whole world because every being alive comes from woman. Because woman Women still are the primary caretaker. So that's where our children learn the most. When woman is free, she's radiant, she's alive, she's happy, she's joyful. Then she speaks her voice. Then we are the leaders in our homes, in our own lives, in our friendships, in our communities, in the world. You have something to say. You have purpose. It's, it's like the bigger picture here. And this isn't for me. This is for us. And the Institute will be of and for us. And so take my hand, sister, join me. First, starting with rebirth, what do you have to lose? It's free. Go to karenrockine.com forward slash rebirth. And let's get you on the path to your own rebirth first. And start following me on social media. I'm going to start TikToking. I don't think I'm going to be like doing crazy dances, except I do love to dance. But lots more messages coming out from me, coming out from the Institute. So I'll let you know my handle as we figure all that out. Follow me on Instagram at Karen Rockhind. My name is spelled C-A-R-I-N-R-O-C-K-I-N-D and join the Purpose Girls Facebook group. That's how to start being part of this evolution and this revolution. And that's how we change the world. 
yes, one woman at a time, but a massive group of women reclaiming woman together. That's how we change the world. With that, my love, may you live purposefully. May you love yourself and may you love life. Bye for now.